All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with our expert, Walt Sokera. He's the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. They invest their clients' money in individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios designed for their particular unique needs. If you want to talk about the market? All you have to do is call us anytime this half hour to talk to Walt directly at 330-673-1234 here on the Advice Line. And you can stay tuned and get a lot of good information about the market, where it's been, where it's going, and once again, get your chance to get your questions here on the air. Well, Walt, we had a you know, great uh, first part of the year. Uh, July was great, just about the time people are opening up their July statements. Uh, we uh, learned that the market now is seeming to take a, a, a turn to the South again, the, the bears have come back. <laughs> yeah, Bob, it's uh, it's to be expected. I think a little bit of consolidation here. You know, whenever you have a a strong first half of the year, you know, it's not going to go straight up. I mean, we're you know the market goes up and down, and at times it needs to take a pause. And actually, it's it's a fairly bullish sign to see the market pull back a little bit. I think it's it's really something that we should expect. There were a couple catalysts last week that you know gave rise to a little bit more caution. Uh, we saw the um, economic data come in. It was somewhat mixed. Um, early in the week, Moody's downgraded about 10 uh, smaller U.S. banks to put some pressure back on the banking stocks a little bit with these downgrades. Uh, earnings has come in mixed. You know, again, some companies reporting well, some reporting poorly. Um, and then, you know, we basically have seen interest rates bouncing around in reaction to that. We saw a raise a little bit in, in interest rates. Uh, for the week and, you know, the 10-year Treasury moving back up. Uh, so, you know, overall, Bob, again, a lot of volatility. Uh, I think it'll be expected through the balance of the year and heading into an election year where I'm sure the political situation next year will create a, a lot of division and, and issues. And But overall, you know, we, we still have a pretty positive outlook for a lot of uh, companies that we're following. And again, we continue to put our emphasis there. But if you look at the week, the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, actually gained for the week. It was up 215 points. So that index went up 0.6% year-to-date. The Dow Jones Industrial Average sits at 6.4%. The broader index, the S&P 500, gave up about 0.3% of the week for the week, uh, losing about 13 points. And year-to-date, we're at 16.3% on the S&P 500 index. The NASDAQ composite gave up about 1.9% last week, a 264-point drop. But year-to-date, we're still at 30.4% on that NASDAQ composite, Bob. And then the small mid-caps had a volatile week as well, off 1.7%. And year-to-date, that Russell 2000 index sits up 9.3%. So, again, overall, really good year um, and, and no surprise with a little bit of a sell-off. 
Now, some of the data that kind of spooked investors last week included the CPI inflation rate. It rose slightly in July, but less than expected. And uh, core inflation, however, uh, unexpectedly ticked lower. Now, while that uh, could be a good sign, the fact that it rose at all uh, made people worried about whether or not the Fed will have another round of rate increases before the end of the year. So that will be kind of a negative thing. Producer prices came in slightly above forecasts, also encouraging the idea that there could be higher interest rates to come. Jobless claims also rose more than expected, though they're still at a relatively low 248000 for the week. Now, looking at all that, uh, looking at what that had an impact had on the market. Overall, though, at this point, what do you feel about the overall valuation of the stock market? Is it uh, over, under, or fairly valued at this point? Well, Bob, I mean, I think if you look at historical measures, we'd be a little bit overvalued. But, but again, I think that's looking at the broad market indexes and you know all these group of stocks together. And I, I think again, when you look at individual companies, uh, you can find a lot of opportunities. And again, that's the way we invest. Uh, at the AKW Group at Baird, you know, we take the time to sort through those market, uh, you know, and, and look at all the individual companies out there uh, through our, you know, research and our screening techniques. You know, we're able to identify companies we still believe in. So, yeah, I think overall the market is probably maybe a little overvalued, and there are a lot of stocks that are definitely way overvalued, but there's still opportunities for those people that are true investors and are thinking out over three to five year time frames. So let's take a look at the trends and insights now, a section of the program with Walt Sukera. We looks at many things that have come again across his desk the past week that could have an impact on the market, or at least certainly on our lifestyles. A new study shows that hearing aids may reduce cognitive decline in older adults at high risk for dementia. I said at high risk for dementia. The first of its kind study looked at 1,000 people, ages 70 to 84, with untreated hearing loss, and those people with the untreated hearing loss had a better chance of uh, developing symptoms of dementia. And, you know, Bob, this is great. I mean, we're putting research into areas, uh, you know, we've seen it with a lot of pharmaceutical companies, you know, starting to focus on dementia and Alzheimer's. And, you know, we're, we're, we're diving in here. This study is very interesting. It's saying basically that, you know, using hearing aids can actually, you know, slow down that cognitive decline. It, it showed that over a three-year time period, you know, those that, you know, got the hearing aid showed a, a decline slowed by almost 48% uh, versus those people that weren't using those hearing devices. So I know this is something as, as we deal with an older client base, you know, some people just don't want to, you know, go, go get those hearing aids. But uh, maybe this study will help people realize that, you know, hearing does help, you know, keep that cognitive function working better. So it's, it's a very interesting study and probably has some impacts, uh, you know, and how people uh, handle their health. It also dovetails in with the government's uh, uh, loosening of the regulations about hearing aids and allowing people to buy regular quality hearing aids over the counter rather than have to go to get a prescription from a doctor. So that's all got to be part of the availability of the devices and maybe making them more socially acceptable as time goes on. Absolutely, and uh, hopefully that's a good, good trend overall. Another bit of fact that uh, people already probably have noticed is they've paid their car insurance. The car insurance prices have, in the last 12 months, Jumped the biggest amount since 1976. Prices up nearly 18% for car insurance. So what, what are some of the reasons driving that? Well, Bobby, you know, I think the driving is uh, is tougher out there with more accidents, um, more distracted drivers. Uh, you know, I think that the, the trends are definitely there. And, of course, the cost of cars is skyrocketed. So repairs become, you know, the slightest little thing that happens becomes a pretty big expense. 
you know, when you take it in to get the repairs done. So that's going to drive costs up. And again, that's impacting, you know, consumers' pocketbooks. And it also makes us look at companies like Progressive, you know, a company up in Ohio here, up, up, you know, north that, uh, you know, it might be really good investment opportunities right now to take a look at. Another thing I've heard from the grapevine is that all these natural disasters, especially floods, have been driving up the price of auto insurance because all these cars that are flooded are totaled out. Whether they're flooded or get burned in a wildfire or whatever, uh, that's also been a tremendous impact on the industry and on the country for this last uh, you know, couple years with this crazy weather we're having. And that also has an impact on the cost of insurance, just like it has an impact on the cost of home insurance when they have all these hurricanes. Absolutely. Yeah, insurance is definitely going higher. Protect our property and the things that matter to us. And you're right. You just look down in Florida with you know some of the some of the weather last year and the impacts uh, you know across the board, housing and cars. So we may be chasing the emu more than we were before. <laughs> That's for sure. Also about cars, electric cars and their charging systems. Now there are two basic charging vehicle systems around. One is called the combined charging system. The other was pioneered by Tesla. It's called the North American Charging Standard. Now, right now, the industry seems to be migrating away from the combined charging system, the CCS, and toward the North American Charging Standard, the NACS, for the charges they're building around the country. Absolutely, and this is a big uh, asset for Tesla and a big benefit for Tesla. Um, Again, we saw the uh, agreements they made with Ford and then GM. Uh, to use their 12,000 uh, Tesla superchargers and the standards being adopted by, you know, across across a lot of platforms. And I think we're seeing companies like Volvo and Rivian and Mercedes, Nissan, all kind of move towards the standards. So it's a, it's a huge win for Tesla and it is standardizing the, the charging station and the, uh, the, the specs uh, needed for, for this technology. So another major trend has to do with the baby boomers, the baby boom generation. They may not be dictating the uh, uh, social context of uh, context of today's world, but as they age, more and more are heading to retirement. U.S. Census Bureau says that about 12,000 people turn 65 every day in the 2024. That's about 4.4 million. By 2030 now, all the boomers will have reached the age of 65 or older. That means one in every five Americans will have reached the so-called traditional retirement age of 65. Yeah, we've never seen a generation like the baby boom generation. It's impacted the economy in a lot of ways. If, if you look, you know, going back into the uh, 90s and 2000s, as the baby boomers kind of entered the workforce, and now as they exit the workforce, there'll be a lot of impacts as well. And you know, we think about things like Social Security and, you know, the challenges that they're going to have. We we think about the, the challenges in retirement as people go there and, you know, volatile markets and, you know, trying to come out with, with the right plans and asset allocations. And, you know, this is going to be a big area, Bob. We, of course, we spent a lot of time uh, looking at this area and helping people in their retirement. And uh, it's definitely going to be a big challenge uh, as, as we go forward with this amount of retirees, uh, you know, facing uh, exiting the workforce. And the opportunities for investment, uh, for example, into uh, assisted living facilities, retirement nursing homes, uh, even medical facilities, medical equipment as they get older. There are some investment opportunities out there that uh, for the aging population that should be kind of intriguing for a lot of investors. Well, absolutely. We spend a lot of time looking at those trends, Bob, and there is a lot of opportunities there for sure. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sukira of the AKW Group here in Akron. You can talk to him right now at 330-673-1234 as we get into the stock talk segment of the show. We can talk about specific stock issues 
that are of interest to you or, uh, again, anybody in your family. 330-673-1234. Listening online, our toll-free number is 800-669-4100. Now, getting to some of the uh, other companies out there that have some interesting uh, reports for the last quarter and more, uh, obesity treatments have helped both Novo Nordisk and Eli Lilly. Uh, Novo Nordisk and its obesity treatment called Wiggory has reduced the likelihood of heart attack, stroke, or cardiovascular health by 20% over five years. That bolsters the case for broader insurance coverage of some of these weight loss drugs. So thinking about that, should investors be looking at companies like Novo and Lilly, even though the stock price now is rather high? Yeah, Bob, we look at this trend. I mean, it's it's big. Uh, I think that study that you mentioned that came out this last week really shows that you know, it's, there's reasons why these insurance companies should really be, you know, uh, proving and paying for some of these weight loss treatments. Um, uh, you know, obesity, when you look at the, the impacts on cardiovascular system, I mean, if it can lower the, the risk of heart attacks and strokes, then it's definitely worth the, the treatment. And uh, so I think that's the really the push that, you know, these companies are kind of putting out there, um, you know, for, from the, the coverage standpoint, which should be a real positive trend. But both these companies have had amazing years. Eli Lilly and, and, and Novo, they've, they've had big, you know, run-ups. But, again, if these treatments are, you know, approved and paid for, uh, there's probably a lot of upside from here. So two companies definitely worth looking at. Now, Disney, still looking for a return to the Magic Kingdom. Their revenue did rise 4% to $22.33 billion, but it just missed the projections. Their streaming losses are narrowed, but the subscribers of Disney Plus fell far more than expected. Now, you don't only, no longer hold Disney in your core equity portfolio, but as the price of the stock uh, tends to go down, do you think investors should take another look at it? Yeah, well, there's definitely a value play here, Bob. I mean, Disney and you got Bob Iger, they're trying to, you know, make some really big moves to try to get the company back on track. Uh, you know, they showed a little bit of improvement, but again, those subscriber losses, um, you know, they dropped $146 million from $157 million in the quarter. Uh, so as you try to bring the streaming cost to profitability, uh, you're going you're gonna to lose subscribers. I think content is becoming an issue as well. Um, you know, so it's it's really going to be a challenge uh, for for Disney to get to where they need to be, but they're working at it hard. I mean, this was a stock back in 2022 that was trading at 160. Back in 21, it was trading at 203 dollars a share. Currently at 89 dollars a share. I mean, if you if you're going to look at Disney, this is the level to look at it. So uh, we moved away from it. Uh, continues to be in our research universe. We continue to look at it. Um, this time, we're not buying it back, but uh, we're, we're going to continue to see if it, it falls a little bit from here. It might be an opportunity. One of the things Disney did last week is that their ESPN arm, uh, through the television ABC uh, part of the corporation, is going to team up with Penn Entertainment on betting. Penn is going to pay $1.5 billion to rebrand itself as a, its online sports book as ESPN Bet. So this is kind of things that, that Disney is doing across its large, large footprint to try to, uh, again, bolster the brand and, and uh, get some of that Magic Kingdom back into their stock. Uh, another local stock, Transdime of Cleveland, the aerospace and defense component maker, uh, topped their fiscal quarter views with earnings and sales gains. For the full year, its outlook has also uh, been upped, and they've noted further recovery in the commercial aerospace market, I guess marked by uh, what last week's uh, uh, private uh, space trip uh, from the folks at Virgin Airlines. Yeah, Transdime is a, an amazing company. They've, they've uh, been on quite a roll here, Bob. You look at the last couple quarters, 
Uh, this quarter up 25% of revenue, uh, $1.7 billion over $1.3 billion. Earnings were up almost 49%. Uh, great outlooks on this company as you look out over the next couple of years. Uh, stock has definitely shown, you know, the growth. So, I mean, you're you're buying here at a, a little bit of a premium, but it, it's a premium company, well run and uh, executing at a very high level and in a space that seems to have some serious growth ahead of it. So, uh, this is one that, you know, we really like and, and they continue to do a great job. So, uh, but it's hard to find a buying opportunity. You know, always, always trading seems to be at a little bit of a premium. Now, Alibaba beat their profit views, but uh, while the stock uh, uh, rose on those results, then it fell for the week because of the fact that Alibaba is a Chinese company and there are a lot of Chinese economic concerns out there. There is. And, you know, Alibaba is back near, you know, the, the initial public offering price of this company. Of course, they incredible technology company and in a very large market over there in China. Um, but again, you know, you look at the quarter, they're, they're coming back. Uh, they showed some revenue growth and profit growth. But again, this cloud kind of hangs over them. If, you know, if you can trust the data out of China and you worry about the governmental regulations, then you also worry about the, the rift uh, that seems to be between the United States and China and what that might mean uh, to, to the company as we go forward. So uh, a stock we're staying away from, we're, we're kind of staying away from all Chinese stocks at this moment, but uh, there's there's some good valuation here, Bob, and, and some improvement that's definitely worth taking note of. And, of course, some of the things that occurred just last week, the government has a, or put in orders restricting uh, U.S. investments into Chinese co- companies making semiconductors or AI or, or quantum computing uh, over national security concerns. And uh, apparently Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, will be determining the details about what companies are going to be allowed to be invested in or what companies are going to be uh, restricted of being invested in. So I guess it goes against the old old saw that you know once you buy a Chinese stock in 24 hours, you want to buy another one. <laughs> yeah, this is under the 45-day public comment period um, as this has been signed in. But uh, they'll take comments and you know from the investment community and the hedge funds and the big investors out there. We'll see if this uh, if sticks or, or there's some adjustments that are made to this executive order. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure, the AKW Group on Stock Talk. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Konnichiwa. Hi, Musk. Hey, Konnichiwa, Ken. How are you today? Good. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Your comment about uh, high cost of uh, auto repairs and uh, repairs in general. I I was hit with a, a bill last week, $1,000 to repair the tractor with a $5 part. The part was $5. The labor was 1000 and uh, to replace a seal, they almost had to replace or remove the engine and everything to replace the seal. But anyway, and an extended warranty was they wanted five thousand dollars to extend it four years. So wow. these repairs are uh, uh, very unbelievable. But you should get a new car every three years and just use the guarantee. But, but what do you think about genuine parts? The car part company. Uh, the symbols GPC, genuine parts. Yeah, we like you know we like these companies, uh, genuine parts, um, Advanced Auto, O'Reilly's. I think all these uh, part companies make some sense. Uh, genuine parts, uh, you know, it's had a couple good quarters. I think Outlook's pretty good. Uh, trades at a reasonable valuation about eighteen times and uh, has a decent dividend. Again, you know, kind of. I, I always know you have a dividend in here, two point four percent on the yield. Uh, so yeah, we we think Genuine Parts has got some growth ahead of it, and I think most of these companies are worth looking at. Here's one for you: 
energy transfer symbol ET, energy transfer ET, 9.7 dividend, 11 PE. It's doubled. It's doubled in the last three years or four years in the price of the stock. Do you see when you bring up the chart there, anything on ET, uh, too much debt or anything? But, that you know, if you think about just rolling over the 9.7 dividend every year and uh, these pipeline companies, has Baird done any research on these pipeline companies? There's, I've got one called uh, Plains All-American Pipeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. You got to watch the debt on these, and obviously the price of oil and gas is definitely going to impact short-term profitability. I think that's what you've seen here with um, the last two quarters is just you know the decline in gas prices. Uh, you, you got you know two tough quarters, but again, if you look at the trends and you see oil coming back up, and you think about you know if this winter isn't as light as last winter, I mean these these stocks definitely I think have some upside to them and. A nine point a nine percent dividend is is a heck of a dividend. So definitely, uh, yeah, we 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 have some research around these uh, again, and you know definitely uh, worth taking peeks at. Okay, you guys have a good weekend. Thank you. All right, you take care. Three three zero six seven three one two three four, and you too can talk to Walt Secure of Akron's AKW Group. Now, two of your holdings in your small mid cap portfolio all deal with the fashion and and the luxury items of a sort. Luxury handbag maker Tapestry which owns the Coach and Kate Spade brands, is buying Capri Holdings for nearly $8.5 billion. Now, Capri holds the brands of people like Michael Kors, Versace, Jimmy Choo. Uh, the shares of uh, Capri rose 50, nearly 50% for the week on this deal, while the shares for Tapestry, though, fell down about 16% for the week. Why wouldn't they both go up? Well, Tapestry, the acquirer, Bob, always kind of, you know, they got to look at the dilution and, of course, the, the money that they're going to be spending to buy. Uh, typically, when you see an acquisition, the, the company getting acquired, you know, goes up and the company doing the acquiring offering goes down unless the, the deals accretive to earnings very quickly. But these were two very undervalued luxury stocks that we have in our small mid-cap portfolio. Uh, it was Interesting. I think it's the first time I've ever owned two, the the acquirer and the uh the you know, the purchaser and the, the acquiree. So it's uh you know, it's a good acquisition in my mind. I, I think both of them were undervalued and uh you know, it makes a bigger luxury company and there's probably some cost savings uh, that they can, you know, squeeze out of the company over the next few years and you know, continue to put some growth plans in place. I, I think luxury is definitely a place that we've paid attention to and uh, you know, we, we continue to, to focus there. So we, we were happy with this acquisition. Now, are there other luxury stocks that you like? Uh, yeah, we Ferrari, we've owned quite a bit in that small cap portfolio for a number of years. Uh, that's, that's been a great stock symbol, R-A-C-E. Uh, we also own Louis Vuitton, uh, which is in our core portfolio. Hey, we like luxury, Bob. I, I think it tends to be a little bit recession-proof. You know, people that buy these products tend to have a little bit of economic standing and and when people want things like this they buy them i mean you know it's 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 uh it's luxury items uh aren't really at that discretionary level where you know people are trying to survive if you're buying these companies you're you're probably doing pretty well in life so uh, we think from a recessionary standpoint luxury is a good place to look at for consumer uh discretionary consumer stocks 
Another one of your small mid-cap portfolio stock holdings, Shockwave Medical, reported last week. Their profits are rising, but uh, they missed the expectations of the Wall Street gurus. Yeah, and, I, and again, it's I think the, the results were great. Uh, they were up 49% in revenue, um, uh, 12% in, in earnings. But again, uh, when you when you disappoint Wall Street a little bit and you, you don't hit those higher numbers, uh, the stock's going to trade off. But uh, this company definitely has uh, you know some some potential as we look over the next couple years. And uh, you know, there's there's larger medical device companies that would be interested in, in a company like this. Not that we bought it for an for an acquisition, but there's always that potential that somebody might step in. And I think there were rumblings during the year that Boston Scientific, a larger uh, medical device company, was looking at Shockwave at, at a higher price. So. Uh, at 225, there, there's probably some reasons to buy Shockwave uh, for for a long-term investor. Now, Zoetis, the animal health company, also reported good results last week. Oh, they really did, Bob. And again, uh, Zoetis is a company we like quite a bit. Um, you know, half their profits come from uh, they make pharmaceuticals and and uh, you know diff- different medical. Uh, vaccines and so forth for whether they're production animals, you know, in the food chain or domestic pets, uh, cats, dogs, horses. They they about 50% of their profits come from each side, and they had a really nice quarter, up 6% in revenue, 18% in profits. Uh, this is a company that uh, you know, if you look at the trends and and pet ownership, uh, definitely has some some potential as we look over the next couple of years. Now, UPS, of course, they're mixed the results of the quarter are guided lower because of the ongoing concerns over their labor situation. They do have a tentative labor deal, but uh, uh, the threat of a walkout or a strike is still hanging over that company. Yeah, and again, UPS, I think long-term, good company, but uh, some headwinds uh, that have created a, a tougher operating environment for them. The stock has definitely traded down off of that, so... Uh, again, a, a stock that, you know, with a, a bad quarter, negative 11% revenue, negative 23% profits. But uh, if they get the labor uh, issue behind them, and if you look out over the longer term, three to five years, I mean, this might be a really good entry point for a UPS uh, purchase. So uh, definitely a good core stock and, and uh, stock worth looking at at these lower prices. And speaking of uh, delivery and transportation, we should comment, of course, about uh, the fact that uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, the Yellow Freight Line Trucking Company went completely out of business, again, based here locally in Richfield, uh, knocking out a lot of jobs and a lot of trucks on the highway. What does that leave you thinking about uh, trucking stocks? Do you think that someone is going to come along and pick them up, or do you think that they're valuable right now, or are they into a, just a long-term downtrend? Well, we, we saw through the pandemic, Bob, trucking is needed. There's a real shortage in trucking and drivers, and uh, it'll be interesting to follow what happens here. I, I don't really have a, you know, a, a prediction, but at the same time, it's it's a needed uh, needed part of the supply chain here in the United States. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. And again, if anybody else would like to talk to you about uh, the way we talk about stocks here in the program, can they call you individually and uh, just talk to you on the phone? Absolutely. Yeah. Give us a call anytime. Uh, Kevin, Allison, myself, uh, Abby in the office, uh, more than willing to talk to you. Uh, call us anytime. Once again, the number locally is 234-466-7476 for the AKW Group in Fairlawn, 234-466-7476. We talked about the baby boomers and how they're all getting old and crotchety and retiring now. But uh, that means that they need a lot of help with retirement planning. Now, you are, are supported, of course, by the International Robert W. Barrett Organization, and you can help 
with retirement planning is an offering that your firm can give their clients. Absolutely, Bob. We have some of the best, uh, you know, as far as offerings in retirement planning. Um, Barrett has all the tools that are necessary. Our group has the experience. I haven't retired personally, but I've helped hundreds of, uh, you know, uh, clients uh, retire over the years, and you learn a lot as you help people through it. It's, it's an ongoing conversation. It's not something you do once. It's something you do every year. Uh, you know, as you, as you move towards retirement, you get into retirement, and, uh, you know, we really enjoy the, the planning process and are happy to sit down with anybody that would like to talk to us. And of course, I believe, of course, in education and communication with the public, your next public event is going to be the AKW Group's Investment Strategy Update. It's going to be in Cuyahoga Falls coming up soon, so uh, tell us more about this event and where it's, where it's going to be and how you can attend. Yeah, it's, a, it's going to be at the end of September on a Wednesday. We're going to go 1 to 3 p.m., um, and again, it's, we, won't probably, we aren't going to be talking that long. We'll gather. We'll have probably about a 45, 50-minute presentation. We'll hang around afterwards for question and answers or private conversations. Um, but we're excited about it, Bob. We we already got a lot of interest, and if anybody's interested out there, please call the office, talk to Allison. Uh, she'll make sure that she gets you an invitation, and uh, you know, come join us at the end of September. Again, it's going to be at the Sheraton Suites in Cuyahoga Falls, and you can call the AKW Group at that number to ask for an invitation at 234-466-7476. So, Walt, another week is coming up, but we're kind of crossing our fingers that maybe we can beat back the Bears. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of retailers report this week, Bob. We'll see the health of the consumer, do a lot of work, and we'll be back with you next Sunday. Once again, Walt Sakira, the AKW Group here in Akron. Call them for investment advice and investments the way you want them at 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. heard on WNR, Kid Akron. Talk to you next week, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Advanced Auto Parts, Inc., symbol AAP. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA. Boston Scientific Corporation, symbol BSX. Capri Holding Limited, symbol CPRI. The Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS. Energy Transfer LP, symbol ET. Ferrari, symbol RACE. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. General Motors, symbol GM. General Parts Company, symbol GPC. Eli Lilly and Company, symbol LLY. LVMH, symbol LVMUI. Mercedes-Benz Group, symbol MBGAF. Nissan Motor ADR, symbol NSANY. Novo Nordisk, symbol NVO. O'Reilly Auto Parts, Inc., symbol ORLY. Penn National Gaming, Inc., symbol PENN. Plains All-American Pipeline, symbol PAA. The Progressive Corporation, symbol PGR. Rivian Automotive, Inc., symbol R-I-V-N. Shockwave Medical, symbol S-B-W-A-V. Tapestry, Inc., symbol T-P-R. Tesla, Inc., symbol T-S-L-A. Transzyme Group, Incorporated, symbol T-D-G. United Parcel Service, symbol U-P-S. Virgin Galactic Holdings, symbol S-P-C-E. And Zoetis, symbol Z-T-S. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.